Welcome to Toastmistress's podcast, a show about events and becoming the best host that you can be. Cheers to you, listener. Santé. Hello, bonjour, everybody. I have the great pleasure of welcoming you into my brand new space, the podcast entitled Toast Mistresses. And there's room for everybody. I am your hostess with the mostest, chez moi. This podcast is everything about hosting, public speaking, and animating events, whether they be in person or online, in and or around the world of drag and performing arts. We have had to do a lot of adapting during this pandemic, so why not develop and hone in on the skill of presenting in front of other people? If I freaked you out by saying that, trust and believe you are not alone. Glossophobia, or fear of public speaking, is a condition that is present within 75% of the population. It is a fear that outranks the fear of spiders, death, and heights. That's a whole bunch of people in this world that are being held back from sharing their gift of words with the world. I, on the other hand, make up fine and well for that 25% of the world's population who does not mind public speaking. I might be the 1% that loves it. Over the years, there's been a lot of haphazard advice donned out, like picture the audience in their underwear or prepare cue cards in advance. Truth be told, this advice can work. But everyone is unique with their struggles, and this podcast will invite folks with various experiences with running shows to share their unique perspectives on what it means to host. And no, before you go there, the only hookup stories we will dive into will be the ones connecting the microphone to the power source. So if the conditions allow for it, pour yourself up a drink of your choice, and let's have a toast and cheers to you, listener. Santé. Toastmistresses is proudly sponsored by Display Rules, a mental health awareness clothing company that starts conversations and stops the stigma. 20% of all profits made go towards mental health organizations in Newfoundland and Labrador. You can find them online at Display Rules on Instagram or www.displayrules.com. Go check out their stuff. They have a lot of amazing apparel and clothing that would make for a lovely gift for yourself or others. So go check out their website. This is a dear friend of mine and I definitely don at least 10 articles of clothing that I have acquired from them over the years and they continue doing great work. So. Why me? Why this topic? Who does she think she is? I, chez moi, respectfully feel I have a lot to offer on this topic. I've been pondering for a long time thinking of what my unique avenue would be, and why not take a queer twist on an internationally renowned public speaking organization that I do not have the rights to mention, but hopefully you can fill in the blanks, which highlights one of my strongest attributes. My hosting and public speaking journey started back in junior high when I participated in speak-offs in both official languages and had leading roles in different plays at school. I'm currently living in Ottawa, where I participated in a national speak-off in 2009. And interestingly enough, 12 years later, I started studying at that first university I ever visited outside of Atlantic Canada, where I grew up. 
As I got older, so did my positions get more serious, and I've been in director, executive member, board member, and ambassador roles that have had the understanding that I must present in front of others. It eventually got to the point where I would be sought out for MC and hosting roles for grand events like galas and weddings, and of course, innumerable drag shows across the island of Newfoundland and Labrador. And now, I have had several years of this whole public speaking thing under my belt that is harnessed for its full capacity in the three major walks of life that I've had, as a teacher, as a master's student in speech language pathology, and as a drag artist. As I make my slow and steady move into the professional world, I aspire to become a vocologist or a voice professional, helping those with various voice issues ranging from nodes to chronic cough to accent reduction and to gender confirmation voice therapy. All this to say, I love the voice and what it can do for us and others. I mean, think of it. If you are the least bit social, you're using all these muscles, breathing, coordinating acts, and articulation to create what you're hearing right now in your ears. It's a beautiful art. The limits are pretty endless. You can, at any time, create a unique sentence or series of sounds that likely has never been produced before. Just look how powerful you are already. I hope to share ideas with you to help think about your hosting experience. I will not go this journey alone, despite being the hostess of this podcast. I'm going to be kikiing with other revered members of my social circle and beyond, because I believe that now, of all times in the social existence as drag artists, that it is of utmost importance to learn how to use voices effectively and powerfully. Every day, we are bearing witness to the relentless revoking of rights and privileges in a community that serves joy and love. So, let's serve them back. For new listeners who aren't really familiar with who I am as a drag artist, I'd love to take this opportunity to introduce myself. So, as has been mentioned several times, I am Shay Moi. I am a drag queen who originally started painting around in my apartment, probably the end of 2018. And into early 2019, I was really trying to harness where I wanted to come from with my drag. A fun fact is that my original drag name, because of my um, love for Pokemon, I was going to be Abracadabra which was going to be also an homage to my mom, Debbie. And after a little while, I was wondering, like, what uniqueness can I offer to drag? We talk a lot about the acronym C for charisma. I was really thinking, like, what would my uniqueness be? And my French side is completely unique. Not so much up here in Ottawa, but Chez Moi really made sense for me. It's also a micro love letter to Shekule, who is a wonderful drag artist that I've admired for several years. It's allowing me to really have the play on words that drag has always lived within me. Drag has been my home for my whole life. I just hadn't known how to get her out. So Chez Moi, which in French, means my home 
it really makes sense. And that is why I chose that name. I have a wonderful unit and family and circle of friends back home in drag. I've been very fortunate that way. I have a lot to owe to my drag mom, Fashionista Jones. I have very close drag siblings as well that have helped scale events from bar shows to sold out theater shows. It's been absolutely wonderful and I'm hoping that through time I'm able to have these folks on this podcast to talk about their own hosting and their planning and their organizing and all the things that really go on behind the scenes. I think that the common mortal doesn't understand the intricacies that there is in drag. And my mom often, not my drag mom, my biological mom, she often tells her friends and people about drag that she had no idea how much time goes into it, but she's really there to say, you know, it takes hours. Like, you know, Shay has to sit there and get rid of her eyebrows and then put new eyebrows down and do all the eye makeup. And then once all the face is done, then she needs to put on multiple layers of tights and padding and corsetry. And all of these things really take up a lot of time. So when we show up to gigs, we have already been in the geesh for hours. So we definitely show up prepared. I can't think of many other avenues of which people do work where you do two hours of legwork before you even set foot there to start performing and doing your job. So us drag artists, we have a lot of patience. Do we handle stress well? that's debatable and we'll have some people to talk on this podcast about how they manage their stress but all this being said chez moi has had a wonderful upbringing and i'm going on four years now of performing in drag which is mind-blowing for me i got introduced up here in ottawa a few weeks ago as being a drag veteran which you know what i will take it Four years in drag years is quite a long time considering there's been a huge influx of drag artists over the years with the gaining popularity of the internationally renowned franchise. It is excellent to see people portraying art in so many different facets. So Shemwa really started finding her way in and really camped out in the camp, theatrical, and dramatical realm of drag. Shay Moi can lip-sync the house down, but the lip-sync itself is not decorated with flips and tricks and stunts that I wish I could do. I look at others who do it and I'm like, all the power to you, but I know that if I death drop, it's dropping dead. So I need to make sure that my performance is matching up with my skills. One of the first competitions I competed in back in 2019, the judge said, I love Shay, and Shay is like me. Shay has a big mouth. And one thing that 
it always makes me think of is back on like an earlier season of American Idol, there was a contestant who also had a big mouth. And Simon Cowell said to her that he feels that he could park a car in her mouth. So anytime like I see a video of Shamwa with her mouth agape doing any kind of song, I'm like, I can park a car in there. And it really makes me laugh. But the lip syncing is what's integral to me and my character. I will punch out every T and I will make sure that every vowel and consonant is like well wrapped about in my mouth. And I think that's very quintessential to who Shay is. I, in 2020, won Best Lip Sync Artist of Newfoundland in the St. John's Pride, which was a huge accomplishment for me. I compete in things to make myself a better artist. I am sometimes a sore loser, but I'm also very appreciative and can stop and recognize people doing well with things. So, Over the years, I've competed in multiple competitions. Have I won them all? No. Have I not placed sometimes? Yeah. But this is all fine because you learn by doing and putting yourself in these situations where you put extra pressure and needing to live up to these different expectations that people have. It's a very important place to put yourself in because as I always put it, Drag is for yourself. Do drag for you. What do you need to get out of drag? For me, it was a lot of therapeutic side of drag that allowed me to process emotions. It allowed me to just relinquish so much feminine energy that had just been sitting dormant in my life for over 20 years and so it had somewhere that it needed to go however try to make the difference between doing drag for yourself and performing for others because if you end up doing drag and this just is my opinion if you end up doing drag and performing for yourself you're not creating a relationship with yourself and the audience in the way that you hope you do If you are the ish, then amazing, and then have people eat that up. But performing is an exchange. It is an energy transition between you as an artist and connecting with whatever amazing audience member might be out there beholding your art or listening to your art, whatever it might be. But how are you connecting with them? So that's something that is super important and I definitely send that message out to people. I will forever and always on this podcast, by the way, go off in these little tangents because I started this segment talking about who Shame Y is, and here I am doling out advice. But that is what drag is. You live and you learn, and then you have some stories to tell. All things considered, I have kept tallies over the years, seeing like where I've gone and where I've come, And at this point in my drag career, I've had over 80 shows that I've been a part of, and I've performed over 180 different songs. Shamewa keeps it new and fresh and changes things up while being at the same time quintessential and integral 
to the dramatic side of performing. So that's Chez Moi in a nutshell. I am so thankful for me from me because drag has been, I don't know where I'd be currently at this point had it not been for drag. If I had gone through the pandemic without Shay, I think that I wouldn't have done as well as I did through the pandemic. So shout out to Shay. I hope that drag has helped your life and has been a part of your life in some way, shape or form, because we're there to spread love and spread light. We hope that you are receiving all of this bountiful goodness that drag has to offer. So I'm definitely someone who believes in manifesting and the things that we put out there really make their way back to us somehow, shape or form through the universe. Anyways, I was starting this podcast. I was endeavoring the idea, you know, I'm going to be talking about hosting and how it is something that needs to be shared more so and a skill that needs to be harnessed because hosting is the quintessential thing that needs to happen in events to form the bridge between yourself and yourselves as performers and the audience. Without that, there's this weird kind of disconnect. It's really a fine art to tune. Anyways, I was getting down to business here and starting to record. Not too long after I started recording my first episode, I actually got the opportunity to co-host for my first show here in Ottawa. Previously, I had hosted several shows back in Newfoundland and Labrador, but to finally be able to bring the skill to a different city and different venues, it really meant the world to me. It's helping me establish more connections within the community at large, whether it be like other performers or the patrons that come to these events to just spectate. I had a wonderful time co-hosting with uh, a local drag artist here in Ottawa, Yeti the Drag Queen. It was Yeti the Drag Queen and Beirut who took over for a few weeks with their open stage concept at the Lookout Bar. Shout out to the Lookout. They had me co-host and it was just a fantastic time. I do believe that I can go on record by saying that Yeti came up to me and said that she had such a great time doing hosting with me. So this is something that really manifested itself and reflected right back at me. The universe said, yes, this is something that you have worth talking about and you continue to put these skills out into the world. All this being said, I also had another hosting opportunity recently in Ottawa. I have been trying to carve out my own avenue, trying to really get people to recognize my art and being able to display that in different ways. I was able to host trivia in drag, but get this, it wasn't drag trivia. It was a drag queen doing a regular pub trivia night. For those who know me, I've hosted trivia in the past, not only drag trivia, but typical pub-based trivia as well. And it's something I really love. My friends and I have gone to trivia nights over the years. I've been going to trivia nights 
for well over a decade now to be able to host in a new place as moi, chez moi, was unbelievable. The crowd reception was unexpectedly overwhelming. I hope that I'm starting to really make a name for myself up here. I talk to people a lot back home about the difficult nature of remarketing your drag. I've had some very candid conversations with different artists from the city. One in particular brought up to me that it must be quite humbling for me to be doing different gigs that aren't paid gigs to get exposure. And I have to agree. But if anything, I am a hard worker and I am very determined to continue to perform, whether it's through hosting events at The Lookout or other fantastic establishments across the region, or if it's hosting trivia. These are completely different spaces to exist within, but if one thing runs current between the two of them is that I'm hosting. This kind of hosting is something that will continue to hopefully bring me success. If you made it this far in the podcast, I must thank you. You must feel that there's some value in the words that I have to share, and I hope to continue to perpetuate everything that I have to offer when it comes to this topic and this podcast of Toast Mistresses. To give you an idea of what's to come in future episodes, I'd like to just give you an idea of like what the skeleton of my shows might look like. And no, it's not going to be the skeletons in my closet because they deserve to stay there. I will definitely be asking future guests what they're toasting for that evening, what drink that they might have, what beverage or poison they might be drinking. I'd like to hear about their individual experiences when it comes to hosting, organizing, producing shows. I also want to pick their brain on what they're engaged in right now. And I would like to check in with them and see what is in their social media and just general media sphere right now. What podcasts are they listening to? What books are they reading? What music is really getting them going recently? Myself, I have been on a mindfulness journey for the past little while. One thing that I'm really trying to harness is gratitude. I would try to, with all of my future guests, to figure out what they're grateful for. We'll go through at least three things that they can be grateful for, and hopefully this practice will perpetuate to back home. Studies show that if you find three things that you're grateful for every day for 21 days, then you will see a marked increase uh, in your optimism. And what's better than that, than having measurable results for your happiness and positivity? I'm also going to be looking for some words of advice. Then where can we find them? So that just gives you a rough idea of what we will be looking at. I am excited for the future guests that we will have because this is going to be a labor of love, but it's also going to be a community effort because, folks, it takes a village. So thank you once again for tuning in to Toast Mistresses. I will catch you next time. A la prochaine.
Toast Mistresses is written and produced by Shaymoi, hosted by Shaymoi, edited by, you guessed it, Shaymoi, and sponsored by Display Rules. 